0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, continuing the topic of how mindfulness of the body can support us in challenges The third exercise the Buddha gives in his famous teachings on mindfulness, third teachings about the body, is to be mindful, to be aware, to know uh, the activities we're doing with the body as we're doing them. So as we're uh, moving, certainly as we're walking, as we're talking, as we are putting on our clothes, as we're going to the bathroom, as we're showering or bathing, each of these everyday activities is a meditation center in itself, is a monastery in itself, is a sacred dimension, sacred place for practice of mindfulness. And to see it as a, you know, as a, as a meditation center, as a sacred location, as a <clears throat> is to put a lot of value on the presence, the attention, the care that we give in being, in being with each everyday activity that we do. Eating, the Buddha mentions, drinking, lift, stretching out your hand to grab something, to open a door, turn a doorknob, to uh, close the door, to put on your shoes, uh, to be cooking in the kitchen, or cleaning. There's, you know, innumerable ones of these everyday daily activities. And the third exercise in developing mindfulness is to bring mindfulness, attention, into these activities as we do them. And this has a lot of benefits in kind of the ordinary uh, way of thinking about mindfulness. It's a way of being mindful in the present moment and it's a way of building up the muscle of mindfulness, muscle of attention to the present, so that we can begin uh, abiding, living in the present more and more, and thereby receiving the benefits from doing so. And, um, but also, doing this uh, reveals what's going on otherwise. That if we stop and pay attention, uh, to not stop, but if we do our activities while we're attending to them and really present for them, there's uh, you might notice how the mind has other ideas. It's drifting off and thinking about tomorrow or yesterday or a fantasy of some kind, um, and the emotional life can follow the thoughts or the emotions can be very much about something that's not present here and now, and are being. Um, uh, reinforced by the thoughts, the stories about this other time or other place. And so there are traces, this residue left over from other things, where there's preoccupation, concerns, attachments, resistances, fears that are operating, that have a kind of, sometimes a life of their own, a momentum of their own. And it isn't necessarily wrong to have that, but it's really helpful to see it. And when we're present uh, for our daily activities, standing over the stove, uh, you know, stirring a pot of soup, to really be there for that stirring, we notice, well, I'm not really there. I'm still thinking about the traffic ticket I got and how it's unfair and this and that. And, um, and so there's, there's something happened to us early in the day that's sticky and we're kind of st- stuck with it or glued to it or preoccupied with it. And so seeing that as we are uh, stirring the soup, we say, oh, look at that. Now I can see the power this has over me. If we just go about our life and just unconsciously let the mind think about its preoccupations and thoughts, it might seem like business as usual, and we might not even notice that it's uh, how much the mind is caught, how much the mind is preoccupied, and the influence that preoccupation has on our body, our emotions, our hearts. But if you're stirring the soup and you see that you're thinking about the traffic ticket, then um, wow, that's really strong. Oh, uh, is this really the right thing to be thinking about? Or do I need to attend to this in some way? Do I need to settle something deeper? Maybe I should turn the stove off and go sit down for five minutes and just really let the the leftover um, uh, agitation of the traffic ticket to wash through me and kind of drain out by just sitting, breathing with it. That's what's needed, otherwise the residue of that tension, agitation, is gonna be driving my thoughts. So the simple way of maybe saying this is that as we bring our attention to the present moment uh, and try to be with what's happening as we're doing it, we start noticing how much we're not there. And that reveals something really important about ourselves, important information. And uh, then what you do next is up to you, but at least you know something that you didn't know before. In terms of uh, some of the challenges we have in our life, the um, uh, some challenges we get stuck in. The stronger the challenge, sometimes there's a stuckness, and some people freeze, go numb. Some people um, uh, hunker down, and some people collapse. and Some people do the opposite and get agitated and are really... Uh, Uh, spinning out, to go about our daily activities, the simple brushing our teeth, um, uh, washing our face, um, to really be there in a simple, relaxed way um, is uh, the middle way between collapsing or being numb or frozen or being agitated. It's using the movements, the activities of the body to channel the energy to give space for the energy to get movement to get fluidity to lubricate our system without it being too much or too little Um, going about the daily activities as a way of loosening up as a way of settling as a way of grounding as a way of not being um, glued to our challenges we have our concerns for them um, is very freeing very helpful it lubricates. It massages. It kind of can be grounding, so that we can be more wise about how we consider our challenges, how we address them. But if the and so the more engaged we are with our, more caught up we are in the challenges, the more it really has grabbed us. Sometimes the more useful it is to do something, some activity, that uh, kind of frees us a little bit loosens up us a little bit or settles us a little bit sometimes like it could be going for a walk and, uh, and, uh, and the walk is what allows the energy of the, the emotional energy of the challenge to start becoming a little more fluid and not so stuck or if we're collapsing into it or going numb it can kind of wake us up a little bit if we go the opposite direction and get too agitated the walk can actually be settling the walking around, these daily activities, I like to think of them as the middle way that brings things into balance. So you might try that, that next time you have some kind of um, real challenge that's hard for you to be with. um, Maybe not the most challenging, but something that, you know, moderately challenging, that's difficult. Um, Don't just sit and do nothing, don't just fret, but, uh, and, and don't, don't go kind of numb and do things on automatic pilot. Uh, uh, enter into the activity of what you're doing in the moment with mindfulness and presence. Maybe even an embodied presence. So you're really there. Almost like imagine that you're a dancer or an actor who is embodying the part, the whole being, stirring the soup, um, brushing the teeth. And, um, and see if that creates a little bit more space and lubrication for the challenges we have, more, more balance. By the time we finish that, maybe we're a little bit more centered, a little bit more able to think more clearly. It's not that easy that just brushing your teeth is all it's going to take, but uh, we have lots of different everyday activities through daily life. And to be mindful, really mindful of them we have lots of little opportunities to reset, to ground, and to discover what is really going on, what are the residue, what's left over, what's the strength of that residue, what's the strength of the, uh, our kind of the way we're glued uh, or, uh, to the preoccupation, the challenge we have. And to not necessarily, the challenge doesn't go away, but one of the things practice can do is it can maybe dissolve the glue that keeps us glued to it, or the stickiness that uh, can be washed away so that unstuck we can you know address the challenge or be with it or figure out what's best to do so we have many opportunities throughout the day daily life practice to the, to be mindful of the activities of the daily life and maybe it's useful to think of it as the ordinary regular repeated activities uh, that you do um, as um, as your meditation center, your monastery, your sacred grove, sacred spot—not the place, but the activity—is where it is so significant. And if you take, you know, a dozen, two dozen of the regular activities you do through the day, and really make it a place to lubricate, to massage, to ground, to be present, to discover more clearly. Uh, how there's so much residue, so much ways in which they're spinning out. Um, I think it could be invaluable for helping us work with a challenge we have, have in daily life. To not do that, for some of us, that might mean that we're actually feeding the preoccupation, feeding the cutness, the, the uh, emotional reactivity to the challenge. Um... If we, you know, that's so easy to give into it or live in that all the time. But to have some kind of way to cut through the reactivity, cut through the the stuckness that we have around challenges is invaluable in our ability to address them more wisely. And if you have no challenges, uh, then um, it's a delight to give ourselves over fully to the physical activity of these daily activities that we do um, to really enter into it in an embodied, absorbed way. Just this. Just washing the dishes. Just stirring the soup. Just brushing the teeth. And, um, and maybe that just is a source of rejuvenation. May the activities of your daily life become a sacred dimension of your life. Thank you.